Yo, this is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, hey, I'm Riz. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, music, TV, or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. Don't forget to subscribe, and you can follow us on Instagram at Press Play AR. That's Press Play AR on Instagram. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing Scream 2022, our latest kayak trip, and, you know, other other shit that yeah, we want to talk about. Yeah, much more. Stay tuned. All right, so I do want to point out that we are recording on Betty White's 100th birthday. So happy birthday to the most nicest and most talented and effervescent actress that ever crossed our screen, honestly. Rest in peace, beautiful white. Betty, beautiful Betty White. <laughs> uh, when, you know, we were all ready for her 100th birthday and... Uh, the day, the day that we went kayaking, uh, you were looking through your phone and you're like, oh no, oh no, 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 no. And I'm like, the last time he did that was when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. And I'm like, oh shit. Aww. Uh, and it turned out that Betty White had passed away, you know, just weeks short of her 100th birthday. Uh, the funny thing is they, they already had all these articles and the People magazine cover is still on, on the stands. On newsstands, yes. Uh, of her 100th birthday. Everyone knows Betty White from the hilarious and funny Golden Girls show. And the spinoff, which we started watching. The Golden Palace, which I thought was cute. I don't know, you know, a lot of times they spend a lot of, a, a lot more effort on the pilot episode. So, you know, according to online, it's, it's not that great. But I like mm-hmm. the first episode just fine. Do you remember her from any other TV shows or well, hot in Cleveland. Yeah, she as did well. hot, hot in Cleveland, and she, you know, she did the proposal, the movie, the proposal. That's uh, the one with Sandra Bullock, or a uh, Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was, of course, on the Mary Tyler Moore show. She was basically a regular celebrity guest on those uh, game shows mm-hmm. back in the day. And she was such an advocate for animals as well. For animals, yeah. We we there. Which uh, streaming service did they have? Like this Betty White Roku, Weekly. I want to say it was like it or lasted Hulu. a year, <laughs> and it was a Betty White Weekly. Uh, let's talk about animals, and and the first episode had Lorne Green, and to talk about him and his dog. <laughs> you know, that, that I think that that was a really cool concept. Of course, you know, I was alive ten years too late to appreciate it back then. Uh, but yeah, she also did. Uh, Gosh, this weird show called, uh, it was like the 1950s. Damn. I I don't know, but no one can outperform that movie as iconic as Estelle Getty's and Mel Gibson's uh, cop show, My Mom Shot Me or something. What's it called? Uh, Sylvester Stallone and Estelle Getty. (laughs) Stop or my mom will shoot. (laughs) Mel Gibson. Ew. Anyways, uh, so... Betty White, you know, opened a lot of doors for women in comedy and women in television in general. And there is a lot of people that are in the position they are without her. And we have a lot of memories of her because of how great and iconic she is. So my hat and my cup tips off to her, Betty White. Amazing. Amazing. Rest in peace. The last podcast or the last episode we had, I think it was 
it was four before the new year, but we decided to record after, and we were talking about going to kayak as a New Year's Eve thing or New Year's Day thing. Did we go to the beach before or after New Year's? We went kayaking first, right? I, I <laughs> believe we went to the beach uh, New Year's weekend, so it would have been after New Year's. Okay, yeah. And then we went kayaking on the what? I think on New Year's Day. New Year's Day, right? Yeah. That down in Tavernier, which was which was pretty cool. Uh, we were going to kayak to like this uh, toilet seat thing where people have painted toilet seats and shit. And I'm like, we're doing it, we're doing it, and and you're looking at the map, and you're you're like, we've already come this way, and it's like ten times <laughs> further. Well, yeah, I didn't zoom in that much and I calculated it that well so uh, like you said it's like this uh passageway where boats pass by and people have built you know toilet seat art and I really wanted to watch it and take some pictures but it was further than we thought it would be we didn't make it uh we went to see the mangroves as well and we went to a small island which was super neat as well yeah uh this place it's you know, right next to the the main road, and it's next to a fish market. And we didn't know that in the morning, it gets filled up with customers because it's the catch of the day. Yeah. And there's literally very, very little to no parking at all. Uh-huh. And um, that was a bit of a mission, but it was completely worth it. The ride is like, what, an hour and a half? Yeah. Basically, almost. It wasn't um, that bad at all. And the mangroves were beautiful. It was really lush. and We saw a manatee and we saw a nursing yes, shark. It was yes. very cool. That was pretty sweet. I think that was like the first time I ever... No, well, the second time was... Yeah, I've seen manatees before. <laughs> of course I have. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really nice. It was a gorgeous day. Uh, winter for us is paradise. That's why everyone wants to fly down here. Yeah. I have a coworker who's a nurse who is a travel nurse and her contract is up with us at the hospital and I asked her what she was going to do after she leaves or after her contract is up and she's going to talk to her agency because this is the only place in America where it's this type of temperature or this type of weather. And especially now with the weather storm that's happening up north, a lot of people are are flying down here. There's a lot, a lot of -of out-of-towners in Miami. Um, A lot of snowbirds, I guess you you can call it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's been a little chilly, like freezing cold lately, you know, lower 60s, you know? That's that's cold. When we went to the beach, it was ice cold. The, the, water, the water was ice cold. But it was so nice. Gorgeous day that day at the beach. And yeah, it was it was. Yeah, I just wish that it wasn't as cold in the water, freezing our arses off. <laughs> I thought you would be fine with it because you swim. That, that don't mean nothing. I don't like cold <laughs> well, water. You, you used to tell me you used to go swimming in in ice cold pools for swim meets. And... I wouldn't say ice cold, uh, but you know, like a few of the practices might have been cold, and I'm you know, like that cold 
but I never said that I liked it, you know, or not I that you liked assimilated it. to it. I, you were you know. immune to it, is where I was going. No, nothing. No. Nothing immunes you to ice cold water. You must have <laughs> misunderstood then. And then, yeah, we today we went to this historic site in Miami. The Miami Circle is yes. what it's called down in Brickle, which was very cool. I'd never been there before. Uh, it's a little tiny little park. We took the Metro Mover. We had um, Japanese. Yeah, was that Japanese? Pan Asian is what. Pan Asian. I had a cool uh, Hawaiian poke bowl with crab meat. Um, what did you have? I had pad thai. It was really really good, uh, and. It's this archaeological place, and I don't think a lot of Miamians know, because it's in the middle of the city, in a small, small park, and as history goes, intro music, (laughs) in 1998, they were demolishing a building and getting ready to renovate it, and they saw that there were a lot of archaeological findings there. And it was concluded that Native Americans lived there by the name of the Tequesta or the Tequesta. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. And it was basically a trading post for Native American Indians in Florida. In fact, archaeologists found tools and materials that are not from Florida. They were from places such as Missouri or uh, or from Georgia or um hatchets and axe from other native americans up north so it was it's believed that it was a major entry and trade post as you enter up the miami river which connects all the way up to lake okeechobee yeah uh we've we found it fascinating and we got the hookup because you work for the county and we took the metro movie i mean well the metro mover is free for everyone uh but we just got parking and we Kind yeah. of use public transportation, and we made a whole day of it, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember them discovering it back in 1998. I didn't know that it was right there. For whatever reason, I thought it was further south. Uh, but I, that was cool. I'd never been there. It was. It it felt like I was walking around in history a little bit, even though I mean we're constantly, you know. But still, yeah, it was cool. And, and and just walking around the city in general was was pretty cool, I guess. For me, it was nostalgic because it reminded me of growing up. And my my mom and I would take the metro rail down to 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 downtown to visit my grandfather, who had a jewelry store in I guess you would call that the jewelry district. Yeah. I guess because um, I I remember it was like a building and. It was multiple floors, like 20 plus, and it was different jewelry stores. They still have stuff like that, yeah. And he was on the first floor. I remember once he gave me an electric guitar. He was selling it in his store, mm-hmm. and he just gave it to me, thinking that I would turn out to be, I don't know, Aerosmith wow. or, How cool. or somebody like that. And I, I remember I wanted to play, but my fingers were hurting, and I'm like, mm, I don't know about all this. You need a guitar pick. Well, yeah, I know. I didn't know. I was like, what? Eight or nine, maybe oh, ten. I see, I see. Yeah. Cool. So it was nice seeing all that stuff. Um, but yeah, your brother uh, took you out to your birthday uh, to this really nice restaurant. It was uh, called Chica's, I think. Yeah. Did was, you like it? It was awesome. What the hell did I have? Pork? 
Yeah, pork with a plantain puree. Holy crap. I guess crap. they substituted the applesauce yeah. into a plantain to make it more Latin, which is not a bad idea. I really liked it. it the pork was melting your mouth good. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Good. Uh, What did you have? I had the salmon. I had the salmon, the king salmon. Yeah. With some veggies, I think. Sweet. Yeah. And, and the then, dessert was awesome. What, what the hell? Oh, like the a cappuccino, tiramisu, or, yeah. or no? It was like a tiramisu cake. No, it was a cappuccino cake. Excuse me, Ch- cappuccino chocolate fudge brownie, something cake. like that. Cheesecake cake. It was amazing. It was very, very good. It yeah. was good, and we just caught up, and um, we were talking about traveling together, and when wanting to go to a next trip, and seeing where where it goes, and also kind of you know. Waiting and see what this whole COVID thing turns out to be because it doesn't look or feel great. No, it uh, doesn't. But people are going about their day and trying to to live life normally, um, and that's I think what we have to do is just protect ourselves and protect our loved ones, and at the same time, you know, just try to live our life the best that we can into a positive route. You know, true. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our review and talk about Scream 2022. Woo! Oh, my gosh. Ah! (laughs) And we are back. Uh, We went to see Scream 2022, technically Scream 5, or I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Opening night, well, the night before opening night, because back in the day... They would have like Thursday night midnight showings and it keeps inching earlier and earlier and oh, yeah. earlier. So I think the earliest was seven, but we went to see it at eight because there was a a, a, a live Q&A with uh, the directors and um, David Arquette. Yeah. Uh, so I had, I, I tried not to to inflate my expectations with this, with, uh, this movie and we did a great job staying away from spoilers and, you know, anything off of Twitter and social media. So we went into watching this movie completely, completely blind without no notion of even the synopsis of it at all. Right. Uh, you were saying before the or during the break that this is my thing or whatever. I... Um, have seen this entire franchise, every single movie in theater. I can't. I don't think I can say that about any other like franchise at least this long. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to count Spider-Man because it's always someone different, mm-hmm. or almost always someone different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's crazy. I remember in 1996 when the original came out. Uh, 25 years plus a month ago. <laughs> Uh, December, I was up with my family, uh, in New York. My brother was looking at the college there because he was a senior in high school. I was a freshman and he had gone to see it because he like went off with like the college students to check out the the campus and he hung out with them. Yeah. And he really wanted me to see it because that's how, how my brother was back then. We, we, we like to show each other, you know, new stuff back then. Uh, and I saw it and I just, you know, my heart was beating. You know, I'd never experienced something like that before. And it was such a great twist. And then Scream 2 came out the the following year, which I loved even more. An even bigger twist. 
And then Scream 3 ended it, which was fine. <laughs> I was okay with the ending. And it was supposed to be over. But then, you know, 11 years later, they did Scream 4, which I also loved. and But it didn't do that well in the box office. Because they were planning a whole other trilogy after, you know, with Scream 4, 5, and 6. Uh, it didn't do that well. So that scrapped all the plans. And I thought that was it. I'm like, I'm, I'm alright with how it ended in Scream 4. Yeah. Um, and then 11 years later, you know, the whole Bob or well, Harvey Weinstein thing happened. So the Weinstein company went under, which owns Scream. And uh, this new company, I forget the name of it, um, Paramount. Paramount brought the rights to it. Or it's a Paramount company or whatever. And they decided to, I mean, they, they had a lot of different options to use with this, to do okay. with this. They could have rebooted it. Yeah. Uh, they could have done a straight sequel. They could have... Well, they did a TV series on MTV. Let's not talk about that. And that totally uh, <laughs> stupid. I, 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 well, I mean, I watched it. Of course. Uh, whatever. Uh, but it wasn't great. Um, so finally, they they were able to to decide what they were going to do. And the, the, the writers and directors of Ready or Not, which is a fantastic movie, uh, put this script treatment together. And it, like I said, it wasn't a reboot. It wasn't a generally a direct sequel. It's something new that's called a requel, where yeah, <laughs> it's basically uh, kind of like the the last three Star Wars movies. It was you know you you had the old people back, but they were basically there to pass the torch to the new people. Correct. So what you they know, tried, what they were trying to insinuate in Scream Four. Yeah, the insinuation going into Scream 4 was that, you know, that's what they were going to do, which yeah. they turned that on its head when <laughs> when you got in there. Uh, that's what, definitely what they wanted you to think. And this is what they ended up doing. And um, you know what? I, I liked it. I, you know, at first I, I was a little disappointed that my main three weren't the main characters in this movie. Uh, Sydney, Gail Weathers, and uh, Dewey. Um, but the more I thought about it, the more I thought, hey, how many times can these three characters, you know, be attacked by a murderer and survive and go on to another movie? You know what I mean? Like, it becomes illogical after a while. So I get that, you know, passing the torch, etc. I have a question for you before we get into this new Scream. Why do you think Scream 4 did terribly, knowing or... After after we saw the Scream Marathon, I feel like Scream 4, and a lot of fans agree as well, was a tad bit better than Scream 3. Was it because of high expectation or uh, being on that sour note from 3, people were like, I'm not going to fucking watch this. Yeah, a lot of times, like there, I think there, there are a few factors. A lot of times uh, when the last movie wasn't as well received... You know, like you just said, people get that sour note. But also, I think it was when they released it, uh, because Scream 1 and 2, which at that point were the the most successful box office-wise, mm-hmm. were released during the holiday season as a counter-programming. It wasn't your family movie, you know, go see this for, you know. Yeah. Um. And that's what this scream ended up doing, and it ended up doing really well. So I, I think it might have had something to do there uh, as well. And Scream Four, you know, 
I loved it at the time, and uh, it did very well, you know, with critics. A lot of the fans didn't like it. They didn't. They they didn't appreciate it back then, and maybe you know, as time went on, they appreciated it, it more. And you know, we can get into like like I said. I think I've said in the past, we it's, can do like a podcast per movie. It's like how now people appreciate Andrew Garfield after seeing No Way Home. Yeah, and his friends are like. Where have you guys been this whole fucking time? Uh, but back to screen, uh, scream. Yeah, I mean, scream. we're not going to give away too many spoilers. Uh, no, we, we're trying not to. Uh, but this movie, you know, it introduced a diverse cast uh, that are in one way, shape, or form connected or related to people from uh, the original Scream or how they would say it, the legacy characters. Right. Uh, not necessarily, yeah, not uh not related to the legacy characters but related to previous characters uh, yeah. either victims or or the killers mm-hmm. uh which I thought was an interesting concept uh their golly. <laughs> golly I think gee. I think in this one there was a lot of uh rage in the killing I feel like in in previous screams maybe the earlier ones it was more of a campy kill. Yeah, you know, uh, but this one there was there was a lot more rage and uh, from the killer, a lot more uh, anger. And that's something that I really kind of like. Yeah, in it, like because I mean, not necessarily the rage. It, it's these are different killers, and killers have different motive operati, mo's, mo's. You know Mo- what I mean. Motives of opera. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and yeah, they were very brutal. And, and people like came out of it saying it was the goriest they'd seen the scream. And I'm like, have you been, have you really watched the previous screams? I didn't yeah. see anybody's, you know, entrails hanging out in this movie. I saw a, a few really gnarly stabs mm-hmm. go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, there was one that was just like, awful to look at because it was just slow yeah um but other than that you, uh though like what, what you're saying before the rage if you've ever seen like a prison movie where someone got a shiv a shank a sh- whatever <laughs> uh uh it's a shank so we had to pause the episode because I didn't know what a shiv was. Apparently, it's like a shank, but they make do they make it in prison? Wow! When I when yeah, it's uh okay. When I searched prison shank, look what came up. Shiv, a shiv. Okay, I had no idea. I thought it was shank. But back to our discussion of Scream. Thank you for that educational moment. But if I you see like a prison it. movie or pr- prison TV show when they have their shiv, they stab them really fast, you know, and brutally before the guard yeah. can catch them. That's basically how these killings are. Yeah. They go, quick, quick, quick. I'm like, oh my goodness. It's crazy. Um, back to what I said before, the whole... R- Requel is yeah. what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, they introduced a lot of characters. It like from the very beginning, you know, we understood that my girl Sydney was not the main character in this movie because after the opening scene in every previous movie, Sydney would be in that scene. 
You know what I mean? Every all all four of the previous ones, and then but Sydney doesn't show up until a good half an hour into this movie. Yeah. Uh. So I'm I. I got past that. You know what I mean? I'm I'm like I I get why they're doing this. I get it. And they they you know, it, Scream has always been self-referential, so they reference this in the movie. You know what I mean about the so-called requel. Uh I like the new characters. I really did. Uh I really liked uh um the girl from in the Heights. Yeah. The new so-called Sydney, Miss Samantha Carpenter. Uh You didn't like her? Oh no. I'm I'm going with your emotions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh and I liked uh the actress that played her sister. Uh we've seen her in a few other things. Fantastic young actress. Uh it was a it was a really good cast and I really en- enjoyed enjoyed this movie like so much more not well, not as much as I thought I would, but <sighs> did you have the bar low? It wasn't. It was probably medium. I tried not to overinflate my expectations, but then I tried not to underinflate my expectations as well. I feel um, like in the movie it should have been a little bit more depth of Sydney's story as well. I mean, yes, I agree with you. This is going to a this. This is a type of movie of like, you know, passing the torch and all that. But the reason why everyone was sitting in those seats is because of Sidney, Gale, and Dewey, and of course, Ghostface Killer. The Ghostface right. Killer. Right. Not these other characters. So I feel like it was kind of like an all shucks for me as well. Like, I want more of these people. Courtney Cox, you know, she's. You know, She's her story fantastic. arc good is, is good, and, and her story in general is just amazing, and she just does a great Gale Weathers. Um, question for you. I spoke, or I asked this question to Kyle. Uh, Kyle, if you're listening, hi. You know, one of our fives and six listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Tens of 20 of them. Um, should there be two or more killer, or should there be one killer in scream in the next one or going back or should it be just one or or multiple i you know i don't have a preference mm-hmm. uh i i feel like in the previous screams when there was more than one killer it was always you know, oh, okay. And then the second one was always, oh my god, okay. You know, I didn't see that one coming. I kind of saw the first one coming, though. You know? The first movie or the first killer in this movie? In uh, the 2022? Oh, no, I'm talking about, like, in previous screens in general. Gotcha. Um, For me, I like the multiple killers. Yeah. Because it was one scream. Scream one or, yeah, scream. It was, I think, if I can recall, the only movie where I saw two people in cahoots with this. Like, it was so unique. You always have that one killer. And Jason, that, Freddy, so on and so forth. That was the big the big surprise of the first movie. Like, you can't predict who it is because you... you there's no way you could predict that it was more than one person. Exactly. Like, how can... How can how could you convince someone to kill people? Like, yeah. you know, how do you go about that? Like, let's kill this person together. Right, right. So 
to see that, you know, especially in Scream 2 as well, and who those killers are, completely best twist. blew my mind. That was the best twist. And when we were done, I and I think I've said it in this podcast as well, the movie itself could be its own movie. It doesn't have to be a sequel or a part two however you call it back then it's yeah. like a such a standalone movie as well uh the new mo- the, the new movie i i enjoyed it i really liked it i can see the the classical elements you know of scream as we recently saw it and i told you that i feel like they pulled multiple you know tidbits from 1 through 4 right uh this was basically and that's one of the reasons why I liked it so much was um, a love letter to, you know, crazy yep. Scream fans like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because y- you're watching it, you could tell that, that the people that wrote it, you know, were fans, you know? Yes. Because it they... Shows. And even in, like, Scream 3, there was very, very little reference to Scream 2, and in Scream 4 there was very little reference to Scream 2 or 3. Mm-hmm. Which bugged me. Like, the only thing I remember in Scream 3 was uh, Sydney wearing Derek's um, letters. His yes. From the... But I didn't know. You pointed th- that out. And that's it. There's no other mention, you know? But this one references, it gives, like, little winks, wink, little wink, winks to the audience. That's why I need to see it again, because apparently there's a ton of stuff like that. But... There's like a scene that they kind of mirror from Scream 3 and it's literally a nudge nudge. Hey, look what we're doing. Or God, there was just a ton of stuff. And there was, um, uh, you know, I had the whole Spider-Man thing spoiled for me. I well, Not spoiled, but I knew that these two actors were going to be in it. I knew it. Unfortunately, yeah. you can't keep it off. Uh, there were, there was one, um, actor that they brought in that my mouth dropped. I'm like, how did I not hear about this? You know what I mean? Yeah. That is, that is really cool. Yeah. And then another one, um, who kind of needed to be there, but I didn't hear that, that they were going to be in it either. And I'm like, yes, I, I love that they brought this person back. So. I don't know who you're talking about. That was really cool. Uh, there one of the mistakes of of two, three, and four was they didn't have that um that end scene where like in one where Dewey survived, or in two where Dewey survived, or a character that you loved survived. Yeah. They didn't they literally brought in the new cast in each one and killed them all off, and our major three would survive each one. <laughs> and it's like uh, this one, uh, I'm not going to say doesn't point. do that. I'm, I'm not going to get to that. But, you know, our major three aren't the only ones that survive. And I'm not even saying that our major three survive. That's because that may, may or may not be a spoiler. But, you know, I like that, they, that they're that they planning for the future. You know what I mean? Uh, I... I, I I'll be okay if they do the next sequel with this new main cast and, you know, our survivors, our our legacy survivors will, like, have a few scenes if that's what they want to do. That was going to be my next question to you is how or what do you want to see the future of Scream roll out to be? Yeah, just that. I'm, I'm interested in seeing the new story to see 
you know, there's a ton of ton of stuff that they can dig into uh, Samantha and, uh, you know, whoever else survives history. Uh, oh, sorry, spoiler alert. Um, ton of stuff. Like, I have questions like, who was Samantha's mother? Who Who is she? Yeah. Uh, who's her father? What is, you know, there's obviously mental stuff going on there as well. Um golly i i golly <laughs> but this one did really well so which means a sequel is very likely uh which i'm thrilled it's getting about. great reviews I'm thrilled about. it dethroned spider-man which is the first film to dethrone spider-man in box office weekend right. um and it's going really really well box office worldwide it was expected 30 million and it did 38 it's awesome so and then it's going to do even more worldwide, like you said. So a sequel is likely, and uh, I'm there for it. I can't wait. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm going to be honest. A lot of the shine is off, you know, if that makes sense. Like, like the shine was off when I went to see X-Men First Class. Like, I was excited for it, but it wasn't my people. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So um, I'll be excited for the new ones, but... It's it. It'll never be the same as back in the so day. Either. No, of course, never not. be the same. Of course not. Um, and the screen movies will probably go on and on until you know, and until after I die, and they'll still keep going. So from Reboots a one to reboots. five, what do you rate the movie in general? Not try not to be biased. Golly, golly. <laughs> then I have a follow up question. Oh, one through five. I really liked it. I'm going to give it a 3.95. <laughs> 3.95. Yeah. Good. Okay. I'm going to give it a 3.99. Okay. It awesome. was really good. I enjoyed it. It was really nice. Um, and my next question is rate the screams from your favorite to your least. Uh, I'll go. I'll start with my least favorite. And, you know, I love this movie. It's just it was it didn't have the same feel. As the, the, the other three, or the, yeah. the first. Uh, Scream 3, um, like I said, there's there's things in that movie that are just awesome. Like, the fight scene at the end is awesome. Uh, uh, there's, there's so much. But then there's, like, the overly campy stuff. It didn't have the same feel. Um, and that would take me into the my next... Uh, least favorite which is the most recent one scream 2022 also different writers didn't have the same feel while scream 3 went over the top can't be funny this one was a little over the top serious you know there were there were jokes in there but you know the way that they were presented you kind of felt funny laughing at them mm-hmm. uh then of course uh scream 4 awesome it should have been part three <laughs> that's what a lot of fans say and i and i completely agree followed by the original scream and then scream 2 is number one nice nice so there you have it guys that's our review or our take on scream go see it support horror movies we need a lot of more movies like this i like scream i've always said this since i was introduced by by you like fully as a fan is that i feel like there's a human connection to it there's no paranormalness and i think that's also why i like the 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 two or more killers 
in it because it's the killer is so fast that it could be some sort of paranormal activity. And then it's like yeah. all a ruse. It's all smoke and mirrors. And I just find that so smart. It's definitely uh, unique among other uh, horror. Um, what do you, what do you call it? Um, franchises. Yes. Because, you know, like you said, every they others have their Freddy, they have their Jason. This one has new, uh, you know, a new killer every movie. They just happen to wear that same uh costume. That same uh costume, or, yeah. Yeah, the same uniform. Uh, I guess the next movie that's coming up next for us is, uh, I know there's several, but Dr. Strange, the major one is Dr. Strange. There's a lot of rumors that a lot of people are appearing in this movie from multiverses. John Krasinski might appear as a variant version of Reed Richards from Fantastic Four, even to... Did I hear Hugh Jackman in there somewhere? Yes, as well. As uh, Wolverine, my goodness. Uh, Tom Tom Cruise as Iron Man because he was, I think, offered or he tried out for the role when Iron Man was in production. And I guess he, did, he didn't get the part. But God. it's so much that I saw a meme that says, you know, is, is Doctor Strange going to be in the movie? And it's so <laughs> funny. And they replied with, who's that? Because <laughs> it's... So much from the rumor mill, you know, and I'm trying not to get the too rumor entwined mill to can, it. Can ruin stuff sometimes because we read the rumor that, uh, oh my god, I, Kristen Dunst was going to be in Spider Man uh, No Way Home, yes, and then she wasn't, and it's like we just saw this freaking amazing movie with all these you know amazing cameos coming yes, in left yes. and right and we were disappointed because christian dunst didn't show up yeah yeah so that you gotta you can't read the rumors that's why i it shoots your expectations so high and then you just fall so hard that's why i stayed away from spoilers for scream for scream like, oh my god like we the did freaking everything. plague like yeah. the plague i was i if i'm so glad that that one surprise return uh wasn't spoiled for me because that was so cool that you can't you can't beat that feeling where you're like wait a minute was how that, did i that, not know that, that guy, this was happening wait is this previously yes. shot this is new shit they actually got this person back that was that was really cool eye opener um so yeah go go see it and take the rumors as with a grain of salt or a half of a grain of salt. I, I need to see it again. Uh, quick spoiler. Um, oh, wait. Do we really want to reveal? They kind of confirmed that a, a character from a previous film is alive. Is that a, like a big spoiler? I th- I think so. So let's hold it off from the fans uh, and darn. see if anyone. I mean, it's blinking. You'll miss it. <laughs> you know, I, I missed it completely. It. Yeah, me too. Um, but let's let's yeah, I leave know. it to them. I can't stop talking about screen. <laughs> All right. So, guys, we're going to wrap up this episode. We hope that you enjoyed it, and we hope that you continue listening to us. You can subscribe to get notification when new episodes of Press Play with Augie and Riz is available, or you can follow us on Instagram at Press Play AR. That's Press Play AR on Instagram. We love bringing you this podcast. This one in particular was a real scream. <laughs> we had a yeah, we we had a real good time. Uh, we really hope you guys tune in next time where we will talk about 
you know, the 3000 millennium, since that's the way we're going. Yeah, because we're not consistent. <laughs> this is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, I'm Riz. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.